This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 59. Today on our show, from Lightborn Communications, Chris Glebe. We had two projectors on top of Nada, okay? Okay. On the roof of Nada, and then on for the one wall that faces directly across it. Then there's four more projectors in the parking garage over, like, Brewburger yep. and all that stuff like that. Yep, yep. So, and so all those four projectors need to be synced and projector mapped together through the one system. It started as a video production company back in the late 80s, and while they still do that, today they are better known for their light and production work, uh, for some famous Super Bowl halftime shows, several country rock and pop acts, as well as some of the world's biggest corporations. Chris Glebe, executive director and designer for Lightborn Communications, gives us the deets. Uh, We talk Katie and Kanye and Audi and a whole bunch more. Be sure to listen for the promo code at the end of the episode, of course. As always, you can use that to save 20% on your next Cincy Shirts or OldSchoolShirts.com order. So with that all out of the way, let's talk to Chris Glebe from Lightborn. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I, Cincinnati. Once in a while, I'm at com in Cincinnati. Yeah, so how do you like our little little studio we got? It's good. Yeah, I like that you could use the shirt, the shir- shirts too for for yeah. commemorative sake and for sound ending. You know it. Qualities. Hope you're not offended by our LED uh, twenty dollars shop light from Costco. No, no. But, uh, <laughs> Well, that's what it you want. Up. You want a really nice audio setup when you're talking to people who build stages for the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. You want to really impress them. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what you guys do? Like, okay, so I know that's how you know we got on our radar anyway. Was yeah, yeah. Uh, Katy Perry halftime show right, from right. 2015, 16? It was four years ago. Wow. So that was, yeah, that's four years ago. That's crazy. It was XLIX, whatever that is. XLIX. okay. That's how I always remember it. Now we're on like LII or something. It's the same year as the HIM, so that's how I always remember. That's funny. Yeah. I was, uh, funny story, just last night I was taking my daughter to Tumbling, and we were at a stoplight, and she says, Daddy, did you know there's all kinds of jobs in the world and I said, oh, yeah, there are. And she's like, some people even work on lights. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's weird. And she's like, yeah, you know, like stoplights. Like there's a guy that puts the light up and he makes it change from red to green. I was like, yep, I guess so. I was like, and I mentioned the uh, Katy Perry halftime show. And I was like, I'm I'm talking to the guy who, uh, you know, works for the company that did that. And, you know, that she was she's six now mm-hmm. and she was, yeah, probably two at the time. <laughs> but I remember like that was like our go to like it was when we were all, uh, you that? know, burn out on Dora and Diego. It'd be like we DVR the Super Bowl halftime show and just turn that on and she'd go she'd go nuts. But she did kind of remember it. But anyway, so I was like, hey, do you have any questions for me that uh, I could ask, you know, Chris tomorrow when we talk to him? And she says, yes. So I have a question. 
Why do people work on lights? <laughs> so we're going to start it off with that. Right. Well, <laughs> interestingly enough, you know, Lightborn may lead you to believe we're a lighting company because of the name, but we are not a light, lighting company. We're just video content creation. Okay. So we make video content for screens, no matter what size they are, whether it's cell phone videos or giant floors of stadiums or backdrops for bands, that sort of thing. Um, but to answer her question, uh, you know, <laughs> lighting has been like, you know, a big part of like stage shows for years. And, uh, we work with the lighting directors, um, to try to like come up with a look for every song or for, for the whole thing and kind of coordinate video content with their lighting things. And lots of times, you know, we're kind of telling a story with what we're telling on the video screens for the artists. And then, uh, that kind of informs like what they're going to do with their lights. So like. You know, like, if you had, like, say, a Katy Perry song, like, Firework, you're gonna, you know, do, like, crazy lasers and have them go all over the place and, you know, you go really go nuts because that's, like, one of her biggest, like, anthem type songs. It's like it's like a show-ender type of, like, song. And, uh, you know, we'll do Firework graphics and things like that to match, and they'll kind of match the colors in our graphics and that sort of thing. So, kind of, like, one one source kind of feeds the other in terms of creativity and how things get made, but it's a uh, kind of a symbiotic relationship, if you will. Man, so so Lightborn just started out just making videos for you know the guy down the block, and that led to you know probably a PNG account, and then this and that. And like, I don't understand, like how do you how do you get to that level? Right. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little history. Like you know, Lightborn started as just a regular, as you said, just like the, a video company was working on kind of corporate type of commercials and video type work. And uh, kind of grew into, like, starting to want to do more motion graphics and things. And that's when I came on, which was 17 years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I doubt it's changed much since then. It, it, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's changed a lot. But uh, so, yeah, 17 years ago when I started, they were like, we need a designer because we're doing motion graphics now. We're not in our videos. We have we need more and more people want cool motion graphics and we want to get into doing bigger commercial work. And we, at the time we were working with, with Puma and MTV and stuff. And they're like, we want really cool looking stuff. So we need a designer. I was like, that's me. <laughs> so at the time it was just, you know, video editors and, and two guys who were, who were, who were getting their feet wet in animation. And so I came on as like the lead designer and kind of would help set the looks and make design what things are going to look like and then have them animate it. And then from there, you know, we just kind of started getting really good at doing motion graphics and, you know, like, built up a team. Like, we're, like, we have, like, 10 designer animators now. So we're kind of medium-sized in this world. But in terms of how we got to, like, doing, like, stage work, back in the day when people made music videos, you know, you remember what those yeah. are, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and MTV used to and, and, and MTV. And it's and, public. I mean, watch them on the YouTube. People, people cared what was on MTV back then. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we were, you know, doing, working on music videos for people. Uh, we used to shoot stuff on film. You know, we do everything, like, from production, from, like, you know, shooting, like, cameras and everything. Uh, we have our own soundstage and whatnot. Production, video, sound, all that stuff. But we were kind of doing music video things, and we had uh, built up a relationship with um, Kenny Chesney's director, uh, Sean Silva, down in Nashville. And he just needed some video content for the background in a, in a music video. And... Um, so we made that content for the video and it's, it was like he shot the music video with our content behind Kenny and then Kenny was like, I want that on stage with me. And so 
it kind of snowballed from there where it was like, I know I want you guys to do. So one year we did that one song. Then the next year is like, I want you guys to do every song. So we started doing like video content for every song. And that's kind of like when Kenny was really blowing up and doing really big shows. And able to buy his own island in the Caribbean. Yeah. And so like, (laughs) exactly. And so he had, had, you know, quite the stage show, which people were in country music, weren't doing that sort of, they weren't trying to go like super rock star yet. You know, if you know what I mean? So he was really like kind of positioning himself kind of head of the pack at that time. And so in Riverbend was big enough. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't need Paul Brown stadium. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. And so that just kind of like working with him introduced us to other Nashville people. And we kind of just, building relationships with other thing, other other artists and then slowly kind of worked our way into some of the pop stars and rock groups and that sort of thing and but when you're doing when you do something like that that's never been done for like like Kenny Chesney like I feel like that's really cool of him to introduce you to other people because now now there's like so many people that want that type of experience at a, at a show or a concert but like, you think that at the time, maybe you want to keep it in your pocket. Like, I found this place in Cincinnati that does really cool stuff, and I wanted him to just do it for me. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure he probably felt that way. <laughs> but, you know, it's, hey, it, it's, it's, sort of, it's sort of, but no, it's just, you know, people go to his show and they see it. Yeah, it's not like he's, he's, not trying to, he's not trying to hide anything yeah, or anything gotcha. like that. It's just, you know, it just gets out there, and people, one group wants to be like the next, wants to be like the next. You know, I think one of our next people we worked with was Sugarland. If you know them, yeah, uh, and they wanted some like really out there stuff because they didn't really want to be so countryish. They wanted to be more like an alternative group, really. And so we were making stuff for them, and it, it was just you know, it just kind of it's just a lot of relationship building is how you kind of get into that. So how long has Lightborn been around completely? Because I well, think our friend uh, friend of the show Terry Luke Myers started out there. Yeah, yeah, he was an editor like before I was there. Okay, so he well, I should say the. Lightborn as a company was, you know, I, I, somewhere downtown making videos, sort of corporate videos, if you will, probably a good 20, 22 years ago. Then they moved to their current location in Over the Rhine uh, on 14th Street, uh, just around the corner from the Sensi Shirt Shop. Mm-hmm. And they renovated the whole space. And it's a really amazing, crazy, incredible building. You guys can come down anytime. I'll give you a tour. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, but it's like a four, well, five-story like factory that we converted. It's for super cool award-winning architect, uh, Jose Garcia. He does, did some buildings around here, actually. Uh, some of the cooler new modern apartment In things. Park, yeah. yeah. Um, he did Tom's house. There you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's a, it's a neat, it's a neat space uh, to work and really privileged to be there uh, because it's like super weird, modern architecture uh, interior wise, as I say, from the outside, it's just brick. From the outside, it just looks like a bit like a brick factory. And... Uh, yeah, even when you go inside, you'll see it's it's like a weird. We call it the space prison because <laughs> it looks like oh, space prison. It looks like you're in a space prison. Space, or you're in some weird like dinosaurs backbone. Uh, you'll have to see it. It's all I can say. If you look up light, you look up Lightborn on on the website. Look up for pictures of it. You'll see what I'm talking about. But Lots of concrete and glass and weird lighting and stuff. But you need that kind of stuff for when like Kanye West walks in or something <laughs> like that. Or it does. It does set people back a little bit. They are like, "Whoa, okay, these guys are serious," you know. So we're actually in the middle of redoing our lobby right now because it's been 17 years, you know, well, 17, 18 years since they've been in that space fully, and uh, just in terms Ugh. of redoing the look a little bit. But so we're putting in some video screen. We're kind of you know put our going to put our own video screens and stuff in our lobby to 
that kind of showcase some of like what we can do. Heck yeah, there's not going to be any uh, shop lights from Costco. Or, no, uh, no. Sensi <laughs> shirts, shirts. Squares. Sensi squares. <laughs> so name some people that have walked through that lobby. It's, or you're not allowed to talk about anything. Well, no, it's it. A lot of people, a lot of our bigger, more impressive clients, not necessarily never actually come to our office because we kind of like go to see yeah. them okay. or we go on location. Kenny literally has pulled his tour bu- bus up out front before uh, <laughs> and parked right in front. And you came, know? probably came back out to a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say luck like me. That's about $20 million in parking fees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there, you know, for the most part, you know, like we work, we'll, we'll go to the clients and we'll work with them on, on location, that sort of thing. When we did like Katie's, uh, prismatic tour, we were out in Los Angeles for you know, two weeks working just there on site. Uh, Kanye was the same way, go out, work for two weeks and kind of just get it all done. Like we kind of work beforehand and we go there, massage things with the, with the stage designers and the. You know, whoever their creative director of the show, the show is. Man, so Kanye's probably pretty hands-on, right? I mean, uh, you're. I, 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 I don't know. I can imagine you're probably working more directly with him than you are some. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe that's just the. I just he, feel like he's he like seems, the creative. He seems like the like the visionary instead of a, an artist who has visionaries that work for them. Right. Well, I could, I mean, <laughs> your I pause think, tells I, me. I no, think he it, is, but I, I, on that particular, this was like on the Yeezus tour. On that particular tour, he had hired this outside creative director woman who was an artist who he just liked her work. She had literally never listened to his album before. Oh. And so she was just making up stuff and telling us what to make. And we were kind of pitching ideas back. And then there was some like interaction with him. Uh, but it was a lot of like he like would just put a lot of trust in in people whose stuff he liked, you know, and like, it seems what that's cool. Sometimes it works and sometimes it wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like even like, uh, even his like costuming and stuff for that, that Yeezus tour was crazy because it was when people was when he was wearing those like jeweled, like face masks, chain mail, like, like where you couldn't see his face and stuff. And and the stage was a big iceberg, like a big, like triangular iceberg with a big mountain that would split in the middle. And, uh, he had, like these, I think I think designers from Balenciaga, they were like making like costumes on the on the fly, like, and they didn't even know what they were gonna do. Like they were just kind of like making it up as they went along. But it was like for the making up costumes for the dancers and for him and and things. And it was it was it was crazy. You know, it was interesting to see. I, I love that he would be that free. Like let's experiment. It's kind of like if he admires somebody's work, he like puts trust in them. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing more I like going to pay a lot of money to see an artist and they come out wearing a mask. <laughs> that, that's like the best. He had your shirts in. He, he had what Probably we wasn't him. He had what we called the the twenty person snuggie, and it was <laughs> <laughs> you know like a snuggie, like those like blanket things. With yeah. The hood. It was made of fur, and it was like super long, and it had holes for all these other dancer girls, and so they would all be in the same Snuggie, like just one long, like <laughs> 20 person Snuggie. And then they all had masks over their faces. Uh, it's, it's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, it's like when he says, okay, I, there's going to be this mountain in the background. It's going to split apart. And he, I'm sure he probably wants lights or uh, some sort of video to, sh- you know, to be on, on that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, we're, we're, we're out of the, uh, Whatever the the aspect ratio is for like a normal TV screen, like yes. how, how do you guys adapt to, you know, putting 
Right. You know, making the vision happen because a lot of this technology, I'm not even sure if it is readily available or if you guys make lights from scratch or. Right. That was particularly. It's not just a TV set. Right. Know? Yeah. Not the standard 169 <laughs> video screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there we go. 69. No, no. In fact, that whole tour was really bonkers because he had a circular screen that was built for scratch that was that was over the whole stage like a ceiling. Okay. But it was super big and like too big like he was like i want it bigger i want it bigger i want it bigger but you can't make it he made it too big like literally like it had to it has to come apart so it can go into trucks you know so it can go on the backs of trucks and then get shipped to the different shows but it couldn't get broken down small enough and at one point before like between his first show and his second show it got broken like trying to like and they had to like cancel a show or something uh because it was just so big um but so they had built this custom gigantic circular screen and then the mountain itself was a big, huge iceberg-looking thing. Uh, and he had, like, a set designer from Raiders of the Lost Ark who was making, like, what? sets, like, car- like car- carving this thing out of foam and, and like, workers making it. They were all just building it. Like, the whole time we were there making video, we were in a, we were in a locker room. In the Do you LA. know who that was, by chance? I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Uh, I would probably know it. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, somebody from ILM, probably. It's, yeah, it's like one of those kind of old Joe school Johnston guys, old school guys who makes this. This is my nerd range right here. Is when we're ah. talking Star Wars. And B- before, before anything was like everything was computer. You know, it was like when people would make real sets and everything like yeah. that. He was yeah. like one of those guys. You when know, was that eighty two, seventy nine? When when was the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Eighty two ish. Yeah, the original four. There's, there's no better way to make a a mountain. In, you know, in 2014 or 15, whatever this was. Well, you know, yeah. it, it, it's funny because... Well, how, how cool is that to be like, yeah, the guy who made Raiders Lost Ark made this set. Yeah, yeah. But, it, it had like, you know, at one point they had built the, the mountain and then it wasn't big enough for Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, well, that was like 300 grand. We need to start over. and We don't have time. He's like, just do it. Are you amazed by... You just would spend but money on it. People spend money the way people spend money like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to, you know, if you rent out the LA Coliseum for two weeks, that's a, that's a lot of money, you know, just to like set up your tour. And at a certain point, at a certain point, we ran out of time, and he he wanted to rent it for more, but his tour was like no, you know, the kind of. But yeah, we had to, they, they built that mountain twice, and then I guess they threw out the first one. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but we projection mapped video. Onto the the surface of the of the mountain was white like like a glacier, you know. And so we used that as a screen. We used projection map uh, software. It's called D three uh, to just map the textures on and we like we it kind of like it's almost like if you like you know like if you like make a, a fold something on in, out of paper like where you print something on paper and you unfold it and then you fold it together to like make like a 3D object you know like a like a like a doll or a, a cube or say if you unfolded a cube it's almost like it kind of like helps you set up the artwork in a way that it tiles it together so that it'll wrap three dimensionally once the projectors uh, are in place. Wow. So you kind of like have to calibrate the projectors, how they're aiming it at the, at the shapes and the, the buildings and you take measurements of everything and use laser scans and stuff to get the dimensions right. And uh that's I just did a Google for Kanye and Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I thought I found something, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> but it was someone uh, documenting their their full day of the day they went to the Kanye West uh, <laughs> concert, 
and they were talking about his ma- the mask that you were oh, yeah, you yeah. were referring to. And they said, yeah, like three or four. It, it said it looked like something from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like if you looked right at it, it would melt your face off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that means he got his point across then, yeah. right? Or... It was the, it was the Yeezus tour. So if you look up Yeezus tour, you'll yeah. find I mean, you'll look find at that photo right there. That is that, yeah, that definitely does look like hot flesh. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts. Uh, I noticed, like, the the Olympics have really stepped up their games as far as, like, the opening and yeah. closing ceremonies. So, you so guys that, ever, like, bid on any of that kind of stuff? Or? Well, so that's a lot of, you know, like, that technology, that's a lot of, like, what I'm talking about. The, when they do, like, the ice skate, like, the projecting projecting onto yeah. the ice at the Olympic, Winter Olympics or at the beginning of, like, let's say a, a, a basketball game or a hockey game when they're projecting on the... That, that's projection mapping. And uh, so we're kind of, you know, we've done stuff for the Bulls and for the Cavaliers... And we're trying to get more into more into doing sports things because uh, I just I like sports and yeah <laughs> and uh, it's kind of a nice consistent revenue stream and so uh, it's a lot of fun imagery. Everybody in sports, people want everything you know big, and so you can design. You can. Are you guys responsible for uh, how you make the the projections that make it look like there's signs at the end of the courts, but they're not really signs? Oh no 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 no! Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> when you're watching on TV? Yes, those yeah, yeah. things. Or on the backstop, I, the even even yeah, yeah. when I know, no, 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 that like on, like I've seen it on the, the, the Raptors. The Toronto Raptors have done. Oh lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they have like a shadow for an ad that makes it look like it's a physical sign that's standing uh, up, yeah. and then somebody's like running at it and diving, but it just they just go right over top of it because it's just a projection <laughs> on the floor. It's kind of that. I think how they do that is sort of like when you watch football, and there's like the you know first down. first down marks that yeah. move. It's that sort of technology that kind of tracks it to the field, like live through the broadcast. It's done up in the booth. Okay. It's kind of like, a, yeah, and that's a whole proprietary thing this guy built. Wow. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that stuff. That is nuts. Or remember the Fox Trail that used to be on the, the hockey puck? I think yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Fox was the first one that, that yeah. did it anyway. Yeah. And I was uh, like, wow, this really does make the game better. You can see where the dang puck is. Um, and you know, with NFL, like, you know, trying to teach my son, you know, what a first down is like, oh yeah, now you got that yellow line all the way across and then you show up to the real game and it's not there. And and sometimes you swear, (laughs) even today when I'm watching it on TV as a almost 42 year old man, sometimes I swear that they can see that yellow line on the Oh yeah. Surely he knew when he was jumping, he was going over the line. Yeah. 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 It's insane. So is there a move in sports to make it, I know like in minor leagues they do this a lot, to make it more of an entertainment experience versus a sports experience, but even with like the top leagues, like the NBA and NFL, do they, they feel that they have all the fans ever going to have, and now to expand we need to invite people that maybe are just tertiary sports fans? Is that kind of a move that's... For sure. I mean, I think everyone's like, well, everybody at home has awesome giant TVs now. And, <laughs> yeah, it's and, gotta and, be a problem. And, and comfy couches, and, and 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 we are charging you a lot of money to come to this Tuesday, whether it's whether it's nice football or, or NBA or whatever, you know, or you don't want to sit in the rain. But if they want to like justify to get people on the door to pay those ticket prices, they need to make it like a really big entertainment experience and where you feel like you know as engaged as you can and like you're really getting your money's worth. So. Uh, we, we, you know, we do work for the Bengals. We do all the video screens for the Bengals. Um, I designed the the banner that goes around the Paul Brown Stadium, the jungle, all that stuff. Yeah. Personally, personally, that was one of my personal projects. Between the upper and lower bowl, that thing that's just uh, well, there's that, but those graphics, but the actual like printed graphic that goes oh, around okay. the, the jungle that's always behind you, 
like when you're seeing things oh, on the field. On the field. On the field, the field, yeah. the field yeah, banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's kind of a fun. Need, that place that's needs a fun brag more for me. of that stuff. <laughs> well, you know yeah. I mean? Because it's such a, like, I've been to other NFL stadiums and I tell people this, like, you come back to Paul Brown and it's just like, it's just like concrete and it's drab and it needs more of that kind of graphic. Yeah. Yeah. And they've done a better job of it, you know, like with the 50th. Uh, anniversary, the the big graphics on the glass side of the window that features Great American. Yeah, well, and then they have, like, you know, the celebration videos for, like, you know, touchdown, third down, first first down, whatever, you know, fumble, and then and some of the advertising, we do all those motion graphics for that, and just, you know, making sure... red zone? Did you guys see that? We did the Toyota red zone. Oh, And then now it's, I think, like the pancake, IHOP, the IHOP, something or other. But... You know, just uh, making sure that the whole experience that at stadiums is is a bigger deal. You know, and I think you know the basketball. That's why basketball. You know, at the beginning of every like Cavaliers game or Chicago Bulls game, they do a big ass presentation with you know team runs out and they get out the fans all hyped up, and then they'll sometimes you know for special events like Throwback Night or you know special anniversary or something, they'll do a big halftime show. That's a big thing. So it's just kind of making that experience you know, bigger for the fans, justify ticket prices, you know? You know, when you hear people talk about what you're saying about, like, how much money people spend on setting up, like, a big tour like Kanye West, like, what are what are some of the craziest things people have done for just, like, a one-off? It's like, Kate, like, besides the Super Bowl, I guess, halftime show. Mm. Well, you know, uh, you know, we're doing more and more, like, let's say, retail and corporate experiences type of things, like, where let's say like a retailer or a brand wants to like, you know, unlaunch a new, launch a new prod product or have some sort of big experience where they kind of engage customers without necessarily like hard selling them an object. You know, it's just like, they're just there to like, you know, let's say take over like a park in New York or, or do some sort of like, you know, like new, new product launch or something and they want to make a big deal of it. So they'll really, it's an investment for them. So they'll drop a lot of money, you know, into that. And so we had just recently done, helped out on, we you know, not in charge of it, but we just helped out on this uh, project for Audi where they launched the new Audi e-tron electronic vehicle because they hadn't had an e-vehicle yet. And uh, what's nice about the Audi cars is that they look like regular cars. They don't look like electric cars. They look like Audis, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. You're not driving a computer. Yeah, well, you're not driving a Prius or... You know, even a Tesla looks like an electric car, even though, I mean, Teslas are nice, but yeah, you, know yeah. what I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just looks like a regular Audi that happens to be electric, but it was a big deal for them because they hadn't done that yet. And I think they're all moving that way. But we had a uh, projection map, this whole big giant warehouse and this whole, this warehouse was out floating where it's on a, on a pier in San Francisco Bay. And they had all these industry people and, you know, automotive writers and, whoever else who they want to impress about what their new vehicle, you know, come on the, on this little, like kind of like bruise cruise, bruise cruise through the, through the bay. And then they kind of come up on this warehouse and there's drones flying and the drones are doing this big synchronized dance and they form giant Audi rings over the warehouse, you know, kind of like you just saw like in the Super Bowl with, with, uh, Maroon 5. with Maroon five oh, where yeah. they had the big word love behind them. It was the same thing, but it was big Audi rings over the warehouse. And we had projection mapped, all this kind of crazy electronic textures and things like all over the outside of the warehouse to kind of greeting people as just like, uh, here you go, come into the party. And then that all the people got off the boat, walked through, went aside. And then there was, we did some more projections inside, but it was just like, you know, spending a lot of money to make a big impression, you know? Yeah. 
people, you know. We're not there yet, but maybe Santa shirts will do that. <laughs> <laughs> Take over Eden Park. Launch yeah. a new shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. That's crazy. That's yeah. what we need is our dressing room is you can walk in and there's an iPad and then you can just press a thing and it'll project different designs onto you and you oh. can tell you can tell which design you like and then you can just order that one. I like it. How much is that? Twenty five grand? <laughs> can you do yeah, that? For you could less? probably you could probably just uh have a white t shirt that they put on and then yeah. you just have a projector. <laughs> Yeah, just stand there. <laughs> and you click through the different... Actually, that would actually work. That's the funny part. That's funny. I'm on the side. I'm telling you. All right, that's all our time. Thanks for uh, listening. We don't need this all this inventory. No. Just project. Virtual t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> just have... That's that's the real world application too. We just sell projectors that we sell you a T-shirt. I'm just gonna say it has an LED front, digital T-shirt, and then you can just change it every day what you want the T-shirt design to be. Yeah, and you just have to charge it every night. Can you do that? Like some of the some of the surfaces. That's probably possible. To be honest, it would be uncomfortable, but probably possible. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be cool. They have those like screens now that are like paper paper thin that you could around stuff. Yeah. I saw a guy doing card tricks on uh, America's Got Talent or something, and you know he's like holding the card right in front of you. It doesn't even like move his hand, and it turns into something else. I was like, wait a minute, that's got to be some sort of LED. Yeah, I don't even know. That's nuts. So, so you guys mess with drones at all, or is that a totally different? It's that's that's <laughs> got to not... be looking at the drone thing. Like, we got to get our hands on this. Well, we have a drone that we use for production. So for when sh- doing shoots, things like that. But not um, like ten thousand drones spilling words in the sky. No, no, that's a whole, that's a whole industry into, into <laughs> a specialty industry in and of itself. Uh, so you but, use it for aerial shots. Is that... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Just you know, kind of standard. Uh, we call her Joni Mitchell or Joni Love Chachi. Joni Love Chachi. There you go. Do you, are you guys doing anything with like augmented reality? Um, a bit. We kind of like dipped our toes into like messing with um, VR experiences, and we had kind of like kind of gotten to like trying to figure out how to make a, like a VR music video and that sort of thing. Uh, but there's a lot of programming and things like that. It gets pretty intensive that you know we weren't really set up to to mess with. But there's some new kind of like almost like concepting type of of work you can do where let's just say for example uh we're working on stage graphics for a next tour or whatever okay i think shortly we'll be able to like give our clients vr goggles and they can like look at what the show is going to look like like what the stage is going to look like and move around and see it and and, and, and preview it because we already do 3d previews and we did it's for people like 3d preview movies of of what the stage is going to look like and we have this uh, VR goggle setup that that can kind of do that with more of like a movie screen type of thing. But, anyways, it's 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 a thing, you know, being able to preview things and do it, you know, with VR. The concert experience is really rampant. Like, like my wife went to the last Taylor Swift uh-huh. tour, and she was talking about the bracelets that they give you that light up, light up mm-hmm. based on where you are in the stadium. Like that's that's an that's insane. Yeah, that's yeah. That was that was a big tour. Did you guys work on that? Maybe. Okay. Whoa. Uh-oh. Maybe. Uh-oh. Sounds like a little uh, contract might have been signed there. <laughs> Man. So is this a thing what like the... where it's going to be more cost effective for smaller bands? Because most of the shows I go to and are not stadium shows. Right. Right. They're more like a Bogart size or a thing like that, or mm-hmm. even a Madison Live, where it's just like 
this hallway length. Yeah. yeah but yeah. is that going to be more affordable for people for bands to do some at least a couple of cool things in there? In their set because yeah, that's the really the, the only way they're budget. making money now, so they've really right. got to figure out something. Right. Well, you know, bands make all their money on merch, but <laughs> but band info at since shirts. We know Shaggy does. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know more and more of them have like let's just say a small video screen set up. The kind mm-hmm. of companies what they do, or at the very least, like you know, like lighting now because of LEDs are so much more affordable that they can have like really cool stage lights that look high end, you know, and, and put on a bigger show than they might have previously because they didn't want to invest the money in a giant lighting rigs and the people it takes to put up giant lighting rigs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you see it like a lot on, on Jimmy Fallon. They'll be just like whoever the guest is. They might just have some kind of crazy like LED like lights like with them like at their level, like not even like raised up or anything, just like yeah. uh, like you know columns and poles and things like around them that are like lit that do neat things and make the stage set up more, more engaging. So yeah, I, th- I think smaller bands, it's just like all technology is just more, it'll get more readily available, but of course it's going to trickle down from the top. Have you been brought in for like award show performances, like Grammys and that sort of thing? They seem to have bigger yeah, productions uh, like to their songs. We did a thing for Pink. Uh, when she did the trapeze. Oh. Well, she's always doing the trapeze, but uh, <laughs> why she gotta fly around everywhere? It was, it, it was on a, it was on MTV. It was like for an, an MTV pink. performance, so I don't know which which award show that was. I can't can't recall right now, but it was just like last year. But yeah, uh, and, and you know, for a while there, we were we were doing lots of stuff for like American Idol and um, like The Voice and things like that, like just real quick one off like content for whether it was like Jason Derulo or J Lo or. Katie, that's actually how we started doing stuff with Katie. Is we had done some of the stuff for her, and then she liked that her her creative director liked what we did and kind of brought us in on the tour. Nice. And then once we did the tour, I was like, "You're in for the Super Bowl." So that's how that happened. Wow. Whose idea was the Sharks? Oh, uh, her creative director. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It was a whole. How, isn't that kind of how the floss was born? Oh, no. that was on Saturday Night Live. That kid was on. It was on her performance on Saturday Night Live. That kid came okay. out and. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was fast forward probably two years. Right. But, oh, uh, so we did. We did the whole like island and all the water yeah. that was around the sharks and the and things and uh, it was it, it was that was fun because. Was that your first Super Bowl? Oh yeah. Set? Yeah yeah. First and only. Oh yeah yeah. Did you go to the Super Bowl? Uh, well, we had a team there. I wasn't there. Ah. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> what he doesn't want to talk about. He's still what the upset. Heck? Yeah, what's a, what's an seat. idea? Somebody's come in and then you were just like, you can't do it. Is there is there is there a lot of that, or is mm. it just a challenge for you to figure out a way to do it? We like to figure out the solutions that people can afford and try to make the most awesome things that they can that they can afford. I mean, lots of times people don't understand when they say, "Oh, I want project projection mapping. Oh, let's do it," and then they find out how much it costs and they're like, "Oh." You know, Maybe like just a TV. It's just yeah. so you, you have to kind of like manage people's expectations. But that being said, we like to like we know work with people and try to come up with the, the coolest thing that they can do for how much money they have. You know, and make make it make it worth their while. Thousand bucks. Let's do it. Let's figure <laughs> out something for. So, how many projects do you guys take on a year? I mean, do you already know what you're working on two, three years from now, or is I? I I'm, we're I not imagine, that cra- we're not that crazy. It's not, not a quick turn, though, right? Um, it's, it is, um, or you guys got it down it's, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of like, um, you know, we schedule, you know, for like all the touring, touring acts, like when they're going to go out in the spring and in the summer, 
you know, we start concepting in the winter and we're finishing up now. Like we just did Zach Brown band. Okay. That was a very big tour. We had done his content previously for other years. So just went on site for a week, uh, not myself personally, uh, uh, creative director, Ryan McAllister and a couple animators and a producer went out, uh, in, in, in Tulsa and just spent a week massaging, you know, designs with the band and uh, getting everything good to go. And then they stay for the first show and see it, make sure it looks good. And then it goes out on the road. And that's kind of how it works that's usually. But, you know, <laughs> a big tour like that where you're doing many songs, I think we did like 20 songs, you're doing, you know, a lot. That's a lot of content. I mean, Jeez, if you've ever made a video, you know how long it just to get like two or three minutes of good content. So imagine doing three or, you know, 20 of those and they're, you know, some of them could be like six minutes long. You know, that's a lot of like time to be animating and designing and that sort of thing. So it's, it's a lot of work. Um, so, so a bigger tour like that or, you know, or whomever, it'll get booked, you know, months in advance. But for the most part, like some like one-off TV show things or TV commercials or like smaller, you know, experience type things like the Audi thing, they're, they're kind of quick turnarounds. You know, that could be a month lead time. It could be like a week lead time. TV moves kind of fast. So like, wow. I'm watching the video for your Audi oh, yeah. event, and it is bonkers. Pretty nuts. <laughs> we'll I mean, post it on our blog. It's not. It's not like I feel like you undersold it. If I'm being honest, yeah. Of, of, what, of what it was, because I'm looking at it and it looks like the future. Like, it, looks like, <laughs> it looks like it was 30 years from now. It's what? insane. Everybody's wearing foil, <clears throat> foil jumpsuits. Like, yeah. yeah. Their Audi's actually turned into cars from Tron. <laughs> ah, sort of, yeah, e-tron. <laughs> so, uh, so once you guys get like the you know the tour package together, uh, so so do you guys work with the people who, uh, or do they do they buy like all the equipment needed through you guys and you source that, or do they have their own LED light guy and you guys just send them uh, you know the animation file and they just plug it in and it works. Or do you guys have like a guy on the road, like kind of following, make sure? So like, there's the learning curve for right, for, right. Uh, it's very specialized industry, and your 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 thinking is right. You know, like there's stage designers who design what the stage and the lighting is going to look like, and they're usually working into their budget and physical constraints as to like what kind of video screens they they want to have on on stage. And so then there's like a video director and a creative director who oversees the whole show, whether it's you know lighting. Or, or the stage design or whatever. And if there's, like, dancers, then there's dancing things as well. But that's, that's a whole other specialty, right? Yeah. Uh, so we usually come in once they have figured out what their screen is going to be, how big it's going to be. And then and no matter what size it is or whatever, how crazy it is, whether it's a big circle sky for Kanye or, you know, 30 little screens everywhere or, you know, it's the floor or whatever it is, that's when we come in and we make the content specifically for that. So that that's what we do and we do it well. You know, we kind of, I don't want to say stay in our lane, but we're not trying to tell people like what TV monitor to use or what editing system they want to have on the road with them to like do the video feeds or anything like that. We're, we're just there to make good content and make sure that it, the, the files we deliver and everything work with the systems, whatever system it is they're using, because there's a lot out there, you know, making sure that everything is, you know, technically like on par and, you know, best quality. So, man. So, for businesses, not maybe not us, we're too small, but, like, do you have solutions for smaller businesses? Or do, once you get into the this, like, 
you know, like this Audi video or Super Bowl halftime show sets, are you, is that just kind of the world that you live in now? You know, like I said, budgets are a thing, so yeah, it, it just depends on what it is. Um, what about we, like Blink? Right. Did exactly. you guys do stuff for Blink? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had a good that one. Was my next yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like we, you know, it, if we've done a couple like smaller things uh, for like, I think maybe for Cincinnati Bell and some things like that. Uh, you know, a Blink is a great example of that was the budget for Blink wasn't huge, but yeah. it was enough to get it done. And uh, we did the Cincinnati Contemporary Art Center. Uh, so right, you know, CAC right downtown, super cool, yeah, abstract. That's uh, where the, like the cubes are coming out, like it's three D. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's and it's you know right across from Nada. Uh, so good place to watch if you know what I mean. Yeah. So that was a great for us because we have a long standing relationship with the people at the CAC in terms of just being involved with things going on at the, at the Contemporary Arts Center. And so we kind of worked with the Blink guys and saying, oh, we want we want this spot, you know, this is, a, yeah. this is a good spot. It's a two-sided building, so you can do real cool projection mapping gags and not just be a flat projection, you know. You will wrap around, do some kind of 3D eye tricks for people. But also, you know, we wanted to incorporate music and that sort of thing. So we had uh, a, a good friend of mine, uh, his name's uh, Brian Holland, but he goes by the name Boom Bip. He uh, he's a recording artist. Uh, he's on Lex Records or Warp Records, and he made us a, like a seven minute long track uh, for the whole thing, custom made soundtrack. So it was like oh, it, the video changes like every like four bars or whatever. So I was like, make us a track that just kind of has some consistency on it, but, but but changes every like you know four measures or whatever, so that we can like change the mood of the animation. And uh, so it, it was fun because we had speakers playing out out there, and a lot of Blink didn't have music. It was just kind of a, you just walk up and find it, or there was a band maybe playing by nearby or something like that. Um, but this actually was was really like set to the music and watching the video. Yeah, we're right watching now. it right now. I, it's <laughs> like I can't uh, with, with no sound. It's a, it's funner yeah. with sound. Watch it with sound later. <laughs> we'll post it on the blog, like we said. But I've got a two part question. If memory serves, Lightborn started more as an uh, just an industrial video company. And is, they, is that work kind of still being gone on, or are they, is it more now of a uh, this, these light projections and sort of live event things, or what's? Well, you know, we'll still work with you know on sort of B two B projects, you know, for people, and you know, we do regular video work. We do you know whatever e content people need, um, okay. whether it's let's say stuff for a trade show booth, videos for a trade show booth, or for their for their blog or whatever, or for their you know social media, and we're kind of. You know, excitingly, this year kind of got into kind of generating more of the actual content from scratch for people. So we launched um, Born Content, which is our own little marketing sort of thing for smaller people, smaller businesses who want, you know, some marketing help. They don't want to go hire some big expensive agency with a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of layers of, you know, leadership to go through and you're paying for a bunch of producers you don't need and and you want things done fast and so we're kind of trying to position ourselves as like a little mini nimble agency that can kind of help create e-content and whatever kind of content you need for for smaller brands or smaller companies and that sort of thing so that's kind of fun because in the past we you know worked with like lots of agencies locally for doing tv commercials and and some of the more corporate type of things, you know, usually would come through an agency. Um, and so now we're kind of trying to do more of that ourselves. So, And what's, like, the breakdown of cross-industry? Like, who's using the services? Like, 
as far as between like corporate sports entertainment music what's what's the breakdown there well i i'd say like our business is is like about 50 50 or 60 40 of like weighing more on the entertainment side of things um but then so yeah i mean we still do quite a quite a bit of you know normal regular video you know whether it's web videos for people or, or whatever just we kind of put out what we want to attract if you know if you're a, a designer or a, you know yeah. a company you kind of you know if you put out the if you just put like industrial videos on your website you're just going to get people who want industrial videos <laughs> but if you put out some crazy stuff and you're going to get crazy stuff so you know it's how we do it all for but sure. can i ask a dumb question this is <laughs> where like where are the like i'm looking at the 21c or the the um Contemporary Art Center. Contemporary Art Center uh, projections. Like, where are the projectors that are projecting on here? Like, is there something like mm-hmm. if somebody walks past it, it's going to have like a giant oh, silhouette no, no. on there? So, like, how does this? How does this so, work? So there, we had two projectors on top of Nada. Okay. Okay. On the roof of Nada, and then on the, for the one wall that faces directly across it. Then there's four more projectors in the parking garage, over like Brewburger yep. and all that stuff like that. Yep. yep. So. And so all those four projectors need to be synced and projector mapped together through the one system. Okay. I think we use D3, but I'm not sure. And that's how you get that video being able to wrap around and create some of those 3D optical illusions where it look, really looks like the whole building can change or is not, it's not, it's not just like putting a projection on a wall, like, you know, right. at a yeah. theater. Like it goes you with the your, architecture. You stick yeah. your hand in, in front of it and make the little yeah, dog so, giant. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so we're not, yeah, we're up high. And okay. that's, you know, that's what I think what the biggest thing people don't understand is how much those are pretty serious projectors. They're, yeah, they, they cost a lot of money. They need people to operate them. They need like weatherproofing because you can't just leave them out, you know, like to blow up. So it's a lot of, uh, that's where you, it, it's, it's a lot of hard costs that you can't get around, you know, with cheap software. It's like, you have to like have, have the resources to do that stuff. Yeah. The yeah. last time I went to Disney, they've like completely redone their show at the end of the night where it's all projection. Map. Oh yeah. On, onto the on castle. The, onto the oh, castle. Yeah. 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 Is that you guys? It was not. Uh, <laughs> was that your, uh, well, I'm pretty sure it was Disney. Was that always your goal growing up? Is it work for Disney? Be an animator? Oh, I always, I had a weird like hatred for Disney when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was more alternative. I was, I, I, was, I was more like, uh, <laughs> you know, corporate animation. Uh, yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, of course, obviously, that's a pretty awesome organization. And Where did you grow up? Are you local? I'm from Cincinnati. Yeah, I grew up in... Where high school did you go to? Yeah, uh, let's hear North, it. Northwest. We usually start with... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was out in Fairfield, Fairfield Forest Park area. I went to Northwest. I lived kind of closer to Fairfield High School and, and Forest Park High School than Northwest, but... Pleasant Run Farms is my neighborhood. And then I grew where'd up you in. go uh, to college? You see a DAP. Nice. A dapper. Yeah, yeah. And then a DAPR just got the Academy Award for Black Panther, right? Yeah, yeah. For uh, the costume design? Costume costume design. It was uh, for the production design for like the sets and stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. That's ama- I lo- see, I just like, that's, that's why we do this show. I mean, honestly, it's just, I love hearing locals staying local. Doing global stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, like, that's this stuff's as cool as anything going on in LA or, well, you know, that's exactly like in Cincinnati. What well, you know, we 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 try to you know hire as many people locally as we can, and we get 
we have two interns uh, at, at all times from from DAP and uh, co-ops, and uh, we generally try to hire kids from DAP right out of school as fast as we can before they get s- snatched up, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, a lot of our, I would say, I, I, we have kids from NKU as well. And, and uh, Thank goodness. There you represent. go. And, yeah. what's up? and uh, oh, what is it, Cincinnati State, you know, so, but, you know, we try to, Try to build them up on their kids, and hopefully keep them for later on when they're when they're full on grown ups, and and just try to make dope shit happen here. You know, like I was a co op from UC. You know, when I went to New York, I went to Chicago, I went to San Francisco, and saw all those cool places in those cities, and I loved loved everything about going and working there. But then I was like, man, I just kind of want to make my own thing here. It's like, why can't we make cool stuff here? Let's do cool stuff here. And so, yeah, might as well. That was had always been a a big thing about light porn is trying to like trying to do just that like we're gonna have a cool building we're gonna you know make cool stuff we're gonna hopefully get cool clients <laughs> and uh and and just try to it looks like it's working but out. some of the big agencies that that are based out of here or or have offices here you know it's it's so funny because you see like new york london tokyo cincinnati and it's it's because of procter and gamble you yeah know? so is it kind of ironic that you need like a corporate entity to to be able to do this kind of stuff eventually. Well, that's weird. It's like uh, you know, when it comes to like like you're saying, all the design companies and marketing companies in town, you know, they're they're here for Procter and Gamble, and but there's it's a it's a big design city. Like we're pretty blessed with because because of DAP and because of that whole setup where there's the need for like a lot of people doing branding work. You know that it kind of fosters all these design companies what's weird is when when one of those companies starts to get really successful then like a bigger outside conglomerate marketing company will buy them and then that's you know or whatever or, or they'll be like oh we want to get we, we, we want in on this you know let's let's set up an office in cincinnati all these other all of our competitors have an office in cincinnati there must be a reason for it oh it's png let's move there it kind of it's interesting when you were saying that you liked alternative animation, you didn't like Disney. What what did you like? Was it Warner Brothers, or was it even deeper than that? Or was well, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm 45, so <laughs> I'll just put that out there. So back when I was a kid, like growing up, I was more I liked like a lot of I don't know, like Tom and Jerry and stuff like that, you know. But I was more into like Voltron and Transformers and GI Joe that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, you know, I was just more like. I thought of like Disney stuff as being like cheesy or corporate, and I was kind of like because I, I was a skateboarder kid, I was just more like eh, anti <laughs> anti establishment, yeah. you know, like trying to be, you know, I know. So I got and I was into Japanimation like real early, and okay. then now I can't even watch that stuff. Man, it drives me bonkers. But <laughs> he loves, he loves now, life. now, now I watch yeah. Tangled and Frozen. <laughs> and <laughs> That's awesome. What what computers programs are you using for this kind of stuff? Oh, you know, it's... I think we're beyond Adobe Premiere at this point, right? No, we're not. Really? Is this the main thing? Well, that's the, that's that's what that's what we're editing on these days. But, you know, we you know use the whole Adobe Creative Suite, whether it's Photoshop, Illustrator, yeah. and Design, but then... I just figured and, it was, at, just, at, you know, yeah, some, proprietary, yeah, some high-tech yeah. thing you guys developed yourselves. Or... No, no, I mean, we use After Effects for, like, 2D animation and uh, Cinema 4D for 3D. You know, those aren't anything that crazy really i mean there's there's crazier 3d programs out there but they're most easy to use and everything is just as every program gets better and better it seems like you know the the cheaper programs are are now is good or better than what was super expensive like five years ago oh yeah i mean when 
I remember when I first started, we had this like Silicon Graphics specialty computer for doing 3D work, and it was like a size of a it looked like a, it looked like a giant purple refrigerator. Okay, like that's how big it was, and it was just for doing 3D work, and it was ridiculously expensive, like a hundred grand, like for like a for like one computer that was a big refrigerator that only one person knew how to use. And then It'd like take two weeks to and, render three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then and then within two within like a year or two, it was outdated. And we're just like, get rid of that thing, get rid of it before it's like not worth anything. And then we we got a new silicon graphics machine, and it's like a purple toaster, like yay big, and it costs just as much and does a little bit more, you know. But even that, that's garbage, you know. It's probably in a trash heap somewhere, and, and that was like a hundred grand, you know. Like those wow. those machines were so expensive, and now everything everything's more software, and people build their own processing computers and things like that you could build your own setup and make it as efficient as you want you know type of thing and still charge the big bucks you're charging before without that overhead right right you know or does it make you want to you know do it do it for cheaper and involve more people without the big budgets i guess there's kind of a maybe well it's like you know we work at look at big big jobs as opportunities to invest in hardware so like you know if we know we're going to need to be rendering you know a bunch of videos for a tour it's like well we made make sure we have the hardware to do it just like you'd ramp up for anything if you were gonna so you buy that hardware and and then you own it or do you yeah. rent it from somewhere i'll buy it okay yeah and what happens when the tour's over when we keep using it yeah because okay. it's you know it never you know you i'm just picturing like you build like a giant circle led screen to oh. above kanye west's stage. Well, that stuff that stuff the artist's own the okay. stuff that is actually when I say hardware, I'm talking about like our like computer projectors. Our, our, well, I, I'm saying like well, I'm talking about our computer systems that we have in our studio. You know, yeah. we use those and we'll continue to use them, and you know, just over and over again. I understand. But it's uh, you know, the stage people like like Kanye may never use that screen again. Okay, you know, he might be like, "That's old," or he'll or his if his if his stage designer is savvy enough, he'll be like, "Okay, we can take it apart and we can use these parts and make a different screen for the next year," type of thing. So, like, lots of times you'll see bands that will use the same screen setup a couple years in a row because they want to get the money out of it, you know. And then at a certain point, it kind of gets old or there's better technology or higher resolution for cheaper. And they're like, why do I have this old screen? Let's get rid of it. And they'll sell it to it. They'll sell it to a lower level band, you know. A lot of, like, it's, you know, like, almost like instruments. You can go see them at Bogarts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why does it say to have Taylor Swift burned when the screen's off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's a, I should say pale waves. Wait a minute. <laughs> So, um, with all like the Hollywood stuff that's happening around here, have you guys been? Have you guys dabbled in any of the? Have you been brought in for any of the movie stuff that gets done here? Or? Not so much. We always kind of talk to them a little bit, or they'll come by, which is nice. You know, sometimes, like the you know the film commission will kind of show people around town, and they'll bring them by our office because, like I said, our office is weird, and lots of times they're looking for places to do some editing. So we're a good resource for that. So if they want to come by and have an, an, an edit suite, they can they can sit in. Um, but for the most part, we don't really mess with that with the, those productions. We 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 lots of times the, the the locals who are the production people locally, you know, film crew and you know grips and yeah. lighting and all those people. We, we work with those people to make commercials and stuff like that. So we know all those people. Um, so we're working with the same people when we do our things. But uh, it's not. Like we're not like really like we're not doing like effects on right you know on, on or anything like that for those. I mean, I could almost see it like all right. So all this green screen stuff. Well, with the as good as these maps look, why couldn't you have live action and say you wanted to 
you know, projection map a uh, an explosion on the side of a building or something, or like a big meteor hits it or something. They have live actors in front of it and uh, you know, big computer generated explosion instead of or it looks just like actors on. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. Depending on what you're trying to, it, 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 it could be possible depending on what you're trying to achieve. You know. What about like that know. virtual Tupac thing? That is that like? Oh, yeah. you guys, did you guys do that? We did not do that. No, that three D, the hologram. I don't even know how they do the hologram stuff, man. To be wow, honest. they stumped you. Wow. Uh, I mean, I don't. It's just out, that's out of my world. <laughs> do you do you have fun trying to like are you, like the way magicians look at other magicians and go, how they do that? Do you do that with productions? I do that with TV. Oh, man, I just it ruined. Working in this industry kind of ruined watching TV for me. So I, I watch commercials and I'm like, lots of times I'll be like, oh, that's a really nice commercial. Like whether it was like, you know, like a, a tampon commercial or a, <laughs> yeah. for a Hyundai XL, yeah. whatever it is, I'll just be like, wow, that's a nice commercial. They did a good job on that. Like, cause it's just sort of like, I, I, that's I, how I am with comedy. It's like, a, like it's ruined. Doing comedy has ruined comedy. Like, <laughs> like the stuff that I think is the funniest is not what I'm laughing at. I'm in the back of the room going, that's really funny. That's like the biggest compliment I can pay. Yeah, it's always like when you know. Oh, I wish I did that. Is when you know something. Is, mm-hmm. is yeah. when you know yeah, something's good. Right. Like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that. That's, that's but are, so I mean, have you ever like quoted a job and had a great vision and you didn't get it, and then you see that what they finally went with, and you're like, "What the hell? We could have done ten times better than this." It happens. It happens for sure, especially with pitching TV commercials. You know, a lot of times you're uh, you're competing against a couple of different places to do to get the job, and you don't get it, and either. Either it's whatever they did was like, oh, sometimes it's sometimes like, oh, they did a pretty good job with it. You know, other times you're like, yeah, we would have done better. And other times it's just frustrating because you're like, I can't believe they picked that, you know, like, yeah, uh, or, or that's what they get. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's just, you know, how things are. For the most part, I'm happy that when when projects come out even and they look good, whether I did them or not, you know, if, if it looks good and everything, then, then, then it, the client made the right decision then. So, yeah. The whole world's talking about the left shark for the whole next month, and you're like, "Yeah, every time they show it, you're, I did that <laughs> Dude, little." That looks like a wave crashing. What about that? Yeah, yeah what about that? Exactly. What about that little crab? No one noticed the crab over there. Yeah. We did the crab. <laughs> so, of this, what you're allowed to tell us? What's what's coming up? Mm, Nothing. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe. That's no, just... there's some. There's some. A couple. Sports things we're bidding on currently, so can't really talk about those till we get them. Hopefully you know, some Reds 150th. <laughs> yep, projection. They're going to bring up the big red machine guys. There's going to be a virtual. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just died. Didn't one of them just die? I don't think so. Frank. Yeah. Uh, oh, Frank Robinson. Uh, but yeah, he wasn't he a big wasn't red a, machine. That's right. That'd be yeah. Hologram of old Reds players throwing out first pitches throughout the year. <laughs> Yeah, or the Mark Mallory first pitch. Or Mark that Mallory, was, yeah. That was a good one. I'd like that's to see that. That's not again. a hard one to replicate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, we were two year olds could replicate that. There'll be, there'll be, I, I, I see a big growth in like, like, I like, kind of like the Audi type of thing where more like experiential type of corporate type of things. But, you know, you know, I, I want to get into doing more sports things and more. The, the band stuff's kind of constant, so there's always some sort of band going on. And I know we mentioned it, but I want to I want to reiterate: go to our blog for this episode and watch the Audi video, and we'll have the um, the Blink video on there too. Yeah, the Blink's a great one. Watch the um, Blink for sure. You guys working but, on Blink already? 
we are working on that. That's in the that's on the that's on the horizon. So yeah, we're the the twenty nineteen blink. We will be involved in that same building. Don't know yet. I think if it's not that building, it will be something equally as cool. Uh, and you don't uh, need to know that now. Like they're working it out. They're working it out. There's a lot of a lot of people who will like like want to jump on the blink thing. So the people in charge of that are uh, really the brave balloon guys are trying to uh, really rustle that whole stampede of interest. And so kind of just, you know, they want to divvy out things and be fair to people and make sure they get their shine and make sure everything's cool. So, you know. Do they do most of it? Or is it every building a different it's, light it, company like you guys? It's more like different individual artists do do uh, different things. So, you know, Brave Berlin, they, they are kind of in charge of that festival. Um, and so they kind of curate who gets to go where. And so, you know, we're just happy to be involved with that. That's, a, that's so cool. But I know we're we gonna to get Steve. We're planning on some. Guess. We're planning on doing some sort of secret sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Above, above something above and beyond the normal uh, CAC thing, just a, an extra thing, like whether it's like a insane parade float or some sort of gorilla projection thing, something of that nature is, is in the works. Not Harambe, I hope. I didn't mean like well, actual gee. gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean actual. Very sensitive. We're gonna do a, har- we're gonna a Harambe King Kong onto the Karoo <laughs> Tower. It's gonna be Harambe on the Karoo Tower. <laughs> that, would be, be, that would actually be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, not Harambe, but like to project a like the a giant gorilla onto walking the, up the climbing, climbing up the Karoo Tower. <sighs> oh, somebody's got to get on that. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> Animatronic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be standing out there with our little handheld projector, like the Cincy shirts robe. <laughs> yeah, we're anti-corporate blink. We're doing our own thing. Yeah, but yeah, that blink should be really awesome this year. And oh, just, yeah, they're getting it sorted, and uh, oh, we're just happy to be involved with that. And that'll be a big thing. I, you know, we're looking forward to it. Awesome. I think we learned a lot today. Oh my gosh! From something that we didn't really know crap about when we started. I think we have to go to the headquarters. We have to come see your headquarters. Sure. Is that something we, we should probably schedule that, not just show up? I think we should show up and <laughs> just park our tour bus out yeah, front, like Kenny Chesney. Yeah. yeah. We got to come check that out. We'll take pictures and do a, a field trip of whatever we're, we're allowed to take pictures of. I was going to say, uh, the building is cool. I mean, just itself. So, That's what yeah, I mean. Come on down. Can, can people follow you individually online? Uh, or or what, what are. Can people follow what cool stuff? Well, so, yeah, like so Lightborn, and we're on all the standard social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, that sort of thing. And there's uh, an E on the end of born. Yeah, born. B- yeah, L-I-G-H-T-B-O-R-N-E. Uh, so, yeah, just look for us. Uh, we have, like, a weird 80s flash dance looking logo. That's uh, cool. It's like then, a Van Halen logo. <laughs> yeah, and then, then we have the kind of basic LB weird alternative sports logo yeah look for that um i myself um instagram i'm the devious just t-h-e-e d-e-v-i-o-u-s at instagram the devious um let's get a follow so yeah uh but you know we're 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 making a big push like boring is to like you know putting more stuff out there on all those different platforms and keeping people posted on what we're doing. I think it's, I think you should. I think it's, I think it's important for people to know that that stuff originates and a lot of it originates in Cincinnati. The Imagine Dragon stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just such a huge, 
you know, pro Cincy guy anyway. But I, I feel like when I learned that, that, oh, that was done by a company out of Cincinnati, it's just kind of mind-blowing, and I, I think that should be out there. Yeah. So is just like your personal art on your Instagram? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, so cool. Just like good, cool drawing. And you're followed by Corbin Bone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we ask our um, our guests to give us a um, a word or a phrase that people can use as a coupon code for uh, that'll be good until the next episode. Mm-hmm. So you can pick any any word or you know one or two words. <laughs> Who was it that gave us like a full sentence? Is what oh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it was a couple full sentences. I think it was, uh, Gold Star tried to give us a really long. Oh, one. Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> Please eat our conies. Yeah. <laughs> like we are better than. So, what would you pick? Hmm. Maybe something with "born" in, in in it. It could just be "born." I don't care. All right. B o r n e. Born. Type there in "born" go. on our website. It'll save you twenty percent until the next episode comes out. Or visit any of our three locations: Hyde Park, Over the Rhine, or Loveland. Mention "born." And you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. Great time to stock up on FC stuff. Baseball season's coming. Got a lot of cool stuff in our stores. Stop in or check out the website. Save some money. Two weeks before that. Two weeks before the home first home game for FC. So Yeah. One. Almost one now. Yeah. Well, one and, a half. and who knows, by the time this airs, it might have been six weeks ago. And <laughs> we're, uh, we just lost that first game. That was it. But oh. we're doing great. <laughs> no. That's awesome. But yeah, thanks so much for coming in. I know you got a ton of other uh, big projects I'm sure you'd rather be putting your time in on. But uh, like I said, I think people like to hear your story, see what you guys got going on. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Chris Glebe from Lightborn Communications debated uh, about what song to use for the playout song, and uh, I thought that was a good fit on several levels. Uh, you could probably figure that out. So anyway, if you go to our blog at cincyshirts.com, we'll have the Audi and uh, Contemporary Art Center projections there, along with the uh, player for the podcast. And you can find Lightborn at lightborn.com. Lightborn, of course, has an E on the end. And uh, why stop there, folks? Uh, go back to the Cincy Shirts podcast archives. Lots of great episodes there. Matt Bischoff from Survivor. We had Roger David, the CEO of Gold Star, in here. Bill Donabedian, the guy that founded Bunbury. He was in. Greg Hamilton from WWE. John Keyswetter, uh, the TV writer there. Uh, Amy Yazbeck, actress, talking about her late husband, John Ritter, and her work in like movies like Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and uh, the TV show Wings and all that. Uh, Dean Gregory from Montgomery Inn. Just tons and tons of people have been through, all with great stories, so check them all out. If there's someone you'd like to hear on the podcast, just drop us an email, info at cincyshirts.com, and put podcast guest in the subject line, then tell us who you'd like to hear. Be sure to tell friends and loved ones about the show, including folks who may no longer live in the area but still feel connected to the tri-state. Uh, today's show is produced by me, with all from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing, who are actually from Philadelphia. How about that? You can find their music on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your music. Find vintage tees from great places like Philadelphia, Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Louisville, Seattle, and more at OldSchoolShirts.com. We're out of defunct sports teams, old shopping centers, restaurants, radio stations, just like we do at Cincy Shirts, but it's for those towns. 
And in case you missed it, the promo code for this episode is BORN with an E on the end, as in light BORN, but just the BORN part. So uh, all uppercase, all lowercase, doesn't matter. Uh, you can do a combination. You can do every other one, uppercase or lowercase, and it should still work. Use that to take 20% off your entire CincyShirts.com or OldSchoolShirts.com order. You can also use that code in our physical or brick-and-mortar stores, as we say. Uh, and over the Ryan Hyde Park and Loveland, follow our social channels, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a good review wherever you get the show from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye. I said goodbye.